G'day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Friday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I and Glenn ZB will mark the week. It's Friday. It's what we do. Um, we want to turn your attention towards Vietnam. Uh, we've got a, a, the results of an, an art auction overnight, uh, which uh, there was a painting that went for quite a price. And uh, we we remember Chris Christopherson, not because he's dead or anything, just because Mike's a fan. But before any of that, uh, the Ministry of Health is a bit of a mess, really, isn't it? As we end the week, mired entirely in an avoidable COVID mess, yet again we are seeing, yet again, the architecture of the government and the way they operate. So having on Wednesday promised us that the testing debacle we saw in Northland wouldn't happen again because they learned from their mistakes, we end up Thursday, yesterday, with Phil Goff, the Mayor of Auckland, asking what the hell, his word's not mine, what the hell's going on when a testing site isn't open, the nurses haven't turned up and the queues are long. At the start of the week, we saw the usual scramble involving not a lot of actual fact and an awful lot of spin. The air conditioning was this particular cock-up scapegoat, like a marigold where they blame the meat, not the border. They fly a kite under the auspices of leaving no stone unturned, then having flown the kite the next day, they say it's hmm, unlikely. And as long as people keep asking, they keep saying it's increasingly unlikely until people stop asking when they breathe a sigh of relief. They look at CCT footage, and they do that forever until you forget to ask what it found, which inevitably is nothing. The Northland woman, remember her? Start of the week, they were scouring footage. They told you what they found? Of course they haven't. And while the queues grow, the anxiety grows yet again. The questions get asked as to why the government keep ignoring the experts on MIQ, stay in rooms, ISO before getting on a plane, ISO after MIQ, no mixing day four with day one with day 12, no flights from Britain or the States. And in response, they stall, obfuscate, slip and slide. And then after the first case and then the next two, by the end of the week, guess who turns up? our absent Prime Minister, who yet again has hung poor old Chippy out to dry. At which point, she ponders out loud whether or not we shouldn't be tightening things up a bit. Surely by now, a year into this COVID mess, even the most ardent Labour Party apologist must be starting to wonder if this lot is actually up to anything at all. By the way, read the Simpson-Roche report into the Health Ministry. They slipped under the radar before Christmas, so you wouldn't think about it. There are good clues in there as to why you have a fatal combination of a useless ministry and a lazy government, and why. Shutting the border of a tiny island nation with a multi-thousand-mile moat was really the only reason we came out of this okay. If it had been any more complex than being at the bottom of the world, we'd be stuffed by now. The upside? The government's weak point is pressure. They buckle to pressure. Their view on Monday is not their view on Friday, because they essentially make it up as they go along. If this is them for 2021... God help the vaccine rollout. Yes, when Chris Hipkins yesterday um, was talking about the gold standard was now the platinum standard, I think it was like it was a clever thing to say and then he realised that it wasn't an appropriate thing to say immediately. You could almost sort of see, oh, I wish I hadn't said that. I wish I hadn't been quite so clever. Stop short of um, offering people a, a black card, which gives them priority treatment, of course. Uh, let's mark the week now. Time now to mark the week. little piece of news and current events that's uh, almost as popular as the tofu with preserved egg and oyster sauce at the Barbecue King. Uh, the government's MIQ programme 3. Yep, catching the disease in the facility to testing the uh, testing debacle to the ongoing refusal to deal with the most obvious of issues, the ignoring of experts. What a hopeless, unprofessional, lazy, disrespectful way to start the year. Uh, mortgage trouble 8. There isn't any. Stats this week show the deferrals, the holidays are a fraction of what they once were. Jobs, eight. 
Zero's numbers on small business, HOSPO aside, everything's growing, not just growing, but at a point that it's better than pre-COVID. The bounce back's been exceptional. Uh, the QE program, seven. Uh, we're still borrowing a fortune, but not as big a fortune as we once were. Regional New Zealand, nine. In many respects, the glamour story of COVID. You've got jobs, spending, house prices, sales, the provinces are prospering. The IMF, six. Upgraded the whole world's growth prospects this week. Six, hello, six. I'm just confused. You've, you've no, put no, six, no. I put the right. No, you've, no, no, you've, no. Then you've written no, no. buzz. No, go with a poetic license, Glenn. Go how you feel. Go six. Here it is. Um, Come okay. on. It, it ain't, no, no. It ain't what it was. It ain't what it was. But for some, it's moving in the right direction. New Zealand dairy eight, eight. Yeah. As far as countries um, go, that's a lot of stuff. You know, when we do a lot with cows and we worry about our emissions, it turns out that no one, no one, is cleaner and better than we are. Rupert Murdoch seven. Another voice of concern over the growing age of woke in which individualism and opinion are not wanted unless you're part of the group think. A wave of censorship that seeks to silence conversation, to stifle debate and ultimately stop individuals and societies from realising their potential. That's what he said. Well said and spot on. Uh, the vaccine rollout for pretty much going exactly as we predicted. The poor get shafted and the rich bitch with each other as to who gets first. Uh, Australia Day, four. G'day, Mark. Good on you. A sad day this week, I thought, given it looked a lot like our National Day used to look like, full of acrimony, whinging and anger from the minority that can't get out of their own way. The Prada Cup, nine. Oh, exactly. Oh more this weekend. The Americans are back in another chance to flash our country to the world, of course. Watch out what sheer genius can do on foils. Shane Van Gisbergen, nine. You know, you don't have to love or know a thing about motor racing to admire what he did last weekend. When you start not just at the back of the field, but in pit lane and win, you're the Tom Brady of the track. Tom Brady, nine. 43, already the greatest of all time, just uh, for fun. Turn an average team around. And get to play the Super Bowl at your home stadium for the first time ever. How good's that? GameStop 3. I mean, if you haven't followed it, look it up and learn what a mad world we live in. And when the market goes pop, that's the sort of nutty behaviour that drove it there. And that's the week. Copies on the website and coloured adhesive versions of these, by the way, are available at the warehouse. So you can stick them on your rental instead of painting the walls and infuriating your landlord. Do you not think that it was unfair of him to give it a sex, but give it a buzz? He like He wrote... Six, but then wrote Buzz when he wrote this. Admittedly, I, I had had the script by that stage for about three hours, so I'd probably, if, if I'd read it, anyway, like I said last week when I got the first mark the week of the year, um, so right, it was only downhill from there. Um, now, uh, Vietnam, I've been, I'm a fan. Uh, even now, though? Vietnam. We should spend more time thinking about Vietnam because everyone thinks about Britain and America and China. That's all we seem to care about in a little bit of Australia. Vietnam is the top performing Asian economy in 2020. They did better than anybody else. Not only did they smash COVID, comparatively speaking. You've got to remember the brilliance of the Vietnamese is there's a lot of them and they live in close proximity to each other. They've got an abysmal health system. They're really a, comparatively speaking, poor country. And yet they've outperformed every single country, including China, because everyone's going, oh, look at the Chinese, they're out the other side, including me. 2.3% growth. The Vietnamese beat them at 2.9%. Manufacturing. They're massive manufacturers, and that industry has grown. So there is a story in Vietnam that we need to understand more, and we need to pay more attention to them because they're, um, they're a success. I think the thing I liked most about Vietnam when I was there was how cheap the alcohol was. I'm hoping that hasn't changed. Um, 
I mean, there were some cool sights and stuff like that as well, and the people and everything. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, boy, happy hour was pretty damn happy. Uh, big art, art auction overnight? N- not in Vietnam. It was a bit of chili painting. Very rare, or ultra rare. They called it uh, Man Holding a Roundel, which is not really fair on the picture, because if you look at the picture, and I am at the moment, it's a beautiful painting. It's a fabulous-looking painting. Just, and re- call- just remind me what a roundel is. It's a, it's, a, it's a plate or a thing. It's just a, it's a vessel. And that's the point. A man holding a roundel doesn't do the painting justice. You go, man holding a roundel, that doesn't sound very exciting. You look at the painting, the painting's beautiful. Anyway, it's just sold, literally. Uh, the big th- deal about it, well, apart from the fact it was very rare, very expensive, was it was looking to crack 80 million. This is US. And the test on that was if it cracked 80, uh, you're d- dealing with serious art, and that will bring a lot of paintings off the walls and into auction rooms for the year. This is the first big test of serious art for the year. So it's just sold, looking for 80, sold for 92 $2 million. Plenty of dough about the place. Really confused now because I've looked up Roundel. Um, and yes, it's a small disc, especially a decorative medallion, which I think is what's in the painting. But it, but it's also, it has a second definition, which is a short poem consisting of three stanzas, stanzas of three lines each, rhyming alternately with the opening words repeated as a refrain after the first and second. After the first and third stanzas. Jeepers creepers. Glad he wasn't holding one of those. Uh, is that, do you think that uh, Chris Christopherson could write a roundel? Probably could. Pretty clever. If you should spend your time talking to people who don't listen to the things that you are saying, who do you think's going to hear? Yes, we continue. You're on to this this morning, Chris Christopherson. He's announced he's retired. No one seemed to sort of realise it until this morning. They're reporting it in America, and he sort of just isn't going to do anything anymore, so he's officially retired. And if it's, you not, should... it's not really a thing, though, is it? Well, isn't it? it I think it is. I don't think, I don't think it is. I mean, Billy Joel has retired several times, for example. Oh, you think he's going to come back? And, and I mean... No, because Billy Joel still performs. It's not like... It's not like a sportsman retiring and then you don't get to see them play anymore. It's not like we're not allowed to play the records. You know, the, the, oh, the, no, 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 the, no, no. The records but, anymore. But part of the experience. So the music hasn't been retired. It's just him. Just him. But you will never see him on stage again. And I, I think the thing with Billy Joel is that you might. And Elton John, you might. Remember who's coming in January this year? Remember who's coming in January? You might. When, when are... But this, this might be different. Right? Eh? We could uh, dedicate the whole morning to uh, Chris Christopherson. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Oh, wind it up for me. Wind it up. Come on. We've actually got a little bit um, more. What style of music is this? Is this country? It's great music. That's what style it is. It's from the great category. Loosely country. Oh, but we've got some more specifically country music to come up uh, a little while later. Oh, recommended right. recommended to request. us by uh, Tim Wilson, yeah, I think. It's a Tim Wilson special this morning. We're, um, we're, we're tipping our hat. What do you do? You tip your hat and you nod yes, your So I'm having a bad day. I'm not a massive fan of, no. of the country or the Western. But I don't know why. Helen McCarthy's out there, though. She's loving this. Helen McCarthy loves it. She's a woman of taste. And then she came in and tried to tell me. Uh, Helen is Kerry McIver's producer, and in case you weren't aware, you should be aware. She's one of the people who holds this whole station together. Anyway, um, yeah, then she came in and, and claimed that there's no such thing as country and western. It's just country. Um, the western part was added in by try-hard movie actors. 
And I pointed out that uh, Chris Christopherson was in quite a few of those try-hard movies in California, I think. And she got a bit annoyed about that when I said that. Anyway, that's why it happens behind the scenes here at News Talk ZB. Fun and games. I'm Glenn ZB. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen next, do you? Um, uh, what's going to happen next is the weekend, and then I'll be back with the weekend uh, version of uh, News Talk ZB uh, early in the hours of Monday morning. Even though it's a holiday here in Auckland, I'll still be here, don't worry. And then uh, we'll have a rewrap for you after that. I wonder if Mike's going to turn up. <laughs>